Holly Cotton here, and I wanted to share some of my audio excerpts that I got at an event that I was actually at this weekend, and it was the National Retired Basketball Association Annual Conference, and I actually had a great time going. I was able to network with a lot of the retired players as well as players that are still playing because it was in Vegas and it was the summer league in process. So there were tons of people that were coming to watch the summer league games. And of course, Vegas is always a vibe anytime you go to Vegas. (laughs) So it was super fun. But I wanted to share some of the interviews that I was able to do because I always try to keep my microphone with me. And it's really handy because you never know when there's a situation that comes up where you just want to know someone's input on what's going on or why an event is so valuable. Because people come out, people do stuff, and of course things are fun, but I like to know the why. I guess it's my logical side, my nurse side. So I was able to talk to one of the founding members. I was able to talk to one of the coaches. And of course, a few players, I like to know what's going on. So I didn't post all of the videos on my social media, And I didn't post all of the audio either because I talked to so many people, but I thought these were some really interesting topics. So it's really short episode, but I just wanted to let you guys hear the audio from what we talked about. Again, they have their annual conference every year. This is the one that just happened in Vegas 2023 that they're called Legends and they actually include the NBA players that are retired, the WNBA players, the ABA players, and then also the Travel League players. So all of that basically conform, um, basically makes up the whole Legends Retired Basketball Association. So I thought that was super cool too. It's not just NBA players. It's all of the athletes that have retired from basketball. Holly Cotton here, and I have one of the legends, Dave Bing. You actually are one of the founders of this conference, of the the legends organization. I know it was five of you guys. Let me just also put some respect on his name. Hall of Famer, former mayor of Detroit. So it's so nice to meet you. Now, can you tell me whenever you and the founders came up with this idea, what was the thought process behind establishing this organization? The thought process was we needed to help guys that needed help. And our league started in 1946. And the league was primarily a white league. By the time we got in and retired, the league had changed. The demographics had changed altogether. But the problem was still there. There was no pension for any of the players prior to 1966, and nobody had health care. And those are two things that was really important to us. So we started this thing 32 years ago, and today it's grown now to over 1,700 ex-players. So we have the NBA ex-players, 
We've got the ABA X players. We have the Globetrotter X players. And now we have the WNBA X players. So now um, we're trying to figure out what our next step is going to be. And we're looking to put, put together a five-year plan. Okay, I love that. And that was actually, see, see, Mr. Bang, you already crossed over. I, that was my question. I was going to say, what is your vision for the next level or the next goal? So where do you see this organization in your mind in 10 years from now? Well, our league has grown so much now. It's a global, I don't look at it as basketball anymore. I look at it as a basketball business because it's global. And so we're going to start not only traveling just in the USA, but we're going to start traveling to Europe and other places where so many players are now coming into the NBA because that's a market that's totally unfulfilled by us. And uh, we think we can raise a lot of money to be able to help players that are in need. Okay, I love that. Well, I'm glad to witness it and glad to be a part of it. So thank you guys for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. So I am here with the Byron Scott. If you guys do not know this legend, what coach, podcast host, player, uh, the list goes on and on and on. We've got five different businesses that I'm involved in with my wife, and it varies from this to that. So just enjoying life. Got four granddaughters. I mean, I'm just having a good time. Okay, good. I love that. that you served your time. It's time to live it up That's now. Right. That's right. So one question I wanted to ask you about, because you're doing so many things, you're seeing these younger players coming up now, trying to, you know, solidify their place in NBA. So what is one piece of advice that you have for those players while they're playing when they're going to need a transition to this point at some point in time when they retire? I think all of them have to understand, first of all, that you're not going to play this game forever. I know we all believe that when we get in the league, that we're going to play forever and we don't have to do anything else. But you got to start looking at things that you have passion for other than basketball. And whatever that may be, when basketball is said and done, it's a much easier transition. Uh, being an entrepreneur, being a, a business owner, uh, carries so many different variables. And if you can find that one other passion that you really love you know, doing, it could be uh, in the community. You know, so... They, they really have to find something that they really love to do besides basketball. And once they find that, when basketball is all said and done, and even before it's said and done, start working on it now while you can. That is some great advice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So I have Michael Bradley here, who is one of the NBA retired players here at Legends Weekend. And so, Mike, what I wanted to find out, because I know that we're all here having a good time, everyone's still smiling, joking, whatever, but I do know that there is that transition that you guys have as a retired NBA player. So can you tell me what the biggest challenge for you personally was when you transition from being a player to a retired player? That's a great question, because you never think the ball is going to stop bouncing, but it does for everybody. And for me, it was at age 29. So to be retired at age 29 is uh, a difficult and challenging thing to face, right? And so I would just suggest that every person in professional sports have a plan B, C, and D. And it's not a negative thing. It's just when your sport and when your time expires, whether it's five years, seven years, 10 years, 15 years, you know what you want to get into and you can kind of pursue that avenue and set you up for future success. Okay, 
Hey, that was a great answer. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, and tell them, what teams did you play for? I was on the Toronto Raptors. I was the 17th pick in the 2001 draft. I played for them for three years, played for Philly, Orlando, Europe for a couple of years, and rounded out a nice eight or nine year career. Okay, so basically, put some respect on his name. I love that. Appreciate so, it. <laughs> thank you so much. Holly Cotton here, and I have former Chicago Bull, Brad Teller, so it's so nice to meet you. Now, can you tell me about why this event is so important? I know we talked about it before, and I love what you said, so don't forget anything that you said. But explain to people, because coming here as a, a, in a, a as an NBA player, retired, you might be lost, you might not have an idea, so why is this so important? Well, I think the importance of it is that the event actually becomes a repository of information. You have, you have guys who have, and, and women as well, that have been in one world and don't know how to make the transition to the other world. And you do that by making connections. And connections probably within your own network allows you to open some doors. The other thing it is that you have to hear from people sometimes that how they failed and how they had to keep knocking and persevering. It's no different really playing. It's about keep staying with it, work on your craft, get better, and then hopefully the good Lord will provide an opportunity to break through. And then when you get the opportunity, you have to be ready. So stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Right, right. And that is a great point, Brad, that you said about, uh, about the repository of information because everyone that I have talked to, they have a different thing that they're doing since retiring. So you have this whole hodgepodge of entrepreneurs. So I love that angle. Now, do you have anything that you're doing, anything that you're working on right now? Yeah, so I've been the mayor of a small suburban city in Cleveland, Ohio, for the last 12 years. Uh, and you would have never told me that I would have left the basketball world and jumped into the political world. And so it's still going strong. We're doing well. I'm going back in the community, making sure the community gets, gets whole, gets developed the way I think that it can. And it, the positive thing is this. You get to impact a lot of people's lives. So everybody in here has the ability to reach down because they build up a cache of wealth and power behind them because as they ascended to where they are now, they're taking a lot of people with them to get them where they are. Now you have to pull that back together and use it in another direction. You know what? I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Ready? Okay. You got both of us? Okay. <laughs> Holly Cotton here, and I am here at the 2023 Legends Basketball Retired NBA Conference, and I have one of the legends here who is AC Green, retired Lakers player. So it's so nice to meet you, AC. Now, can you tell us why it's so important for you guys to have annual events for the retired basketball community? Well, one, because we don't get a chance to get out and see one another on a regular basis. And so just seeing, reconnecting with guys, being able to support one another in their own businesses, those things are very, very important. And just to stay in contact, it's important. Okay. And so before I stopped AC to ask that question, he was telling me about his authentication company. And I thought that that was very, one that's a niche that I think is very important once you explained it to me. So can you tell me about your company and why authentication is so important for different types of paraphernalia? Yeah, Holly, what's, what's so important is the fact that you, like anybody, you want to make sure something's certified 
your Twitter account. You want to make sure it's certified, you're verified. Um, and then memorabilia, when, it, when you have a chance to get something that you cherish so, so much, you want to just make sure it's real. We have a lot of fake news out there. You want to make sure that's authenticated. You want to make sure anything that you value is something that you can say, you know what, yeah, this is actually what I thought it was or what I paid for. And that's pretty much it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So it was so nice to meet you, AC. Okay, great. Quick picture.